0: And we're going to be at the Siren Theater and the show starts at 7:30. So go to our website where slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Do you hang the flag the wrong way? Do you require prior authorization for gifts? Do you get nosy with your neighbors? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things I Buddy, it's Nick Layton and I'm Leah Bonima. and we're in New York today. And let's just get right down to it. Let's get in it. So for today's amuse bouche, I want to talk about the flag. Yes, the flag of the United States of America. So a little history. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of history. (laughs) Briefly. Prior to 1923, there were no sort of organized rules about how we deal with the flag. But then organizations got together like the American Legion and they created the National Flag Code, which were basically the rules and guidelines for how we treat the flag with respect. And so, here are some things to know about the flag. So, when you're looking at the American flag, the blue square with the stars, that is called the canton or the union. And in general, you always want that to be at the top left of the viewer. So wherever you're hanging it, it should be at the top left. So if it's hanging up, the flag goes the normal way, the blue in the the left side. Uh, but if you rotate the flag if the flag is going vertically the blue square also goes to the top left which looks strange cuz you haven't just rotated the flag but the blue field always goes to the top left when it's vertically so that actually i see quite a bit out and about in the real world where flags are hung incorrectly so that that's i think if you take nothing away from this conversation it's that but there is an exception to this which is if you put the flag on a moving vehicle the flag always goes in the way that it would look as if it was hoisted on the vehicle. So if you put it on like the space shuttle, the flag on one side will have the blues facing the front of the space shuttle. So it looks like, oh, the flag is waving in the air as the space shuttle is being launched. Mm. You got me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so that goes with subways, that goes with cars, that goes with airplanes. So you do see the flag, quote unquote, reversed, but the blue is always to the nose of the vehicle because it's like, oh, it's as if it were, you know, moving. And the flag code also says that you never drape a flag on a vehicle. You always have to have it sort of on a mast of some sort. So don't drape the flag on the hood of your car. And then when to display it. So it is customary to do it from sunrise to sunset. If you do it at night, it should be illuminated. And you shouldn't display the flag in inclement weather. And you never want to have it touching anything below it. So you don't want to have it touch like water or merchandise in a store or trees or anything like that. It should always be allowed to flow freely. That's very important. And then, of course, there's an exception to that, which is on the moon, on the moon, Where there's no atmosphere, they did actually put a little metal bar at the bottom so the flag could sort of be square. (laughs) Because a flag flowing free on the moon doesn't look great. So and then one thing I didn't know is that when you fly a flag over a street, there's a very specific way you do it, which is on a east west street, the union, the blue part faces north. And on a north south street, the union faces east. Oh so there are even rules about that, right? How interesting. Very interesting. So now let's say you have a flag that is at the end of its life, it's tattered, it has served its purpose well, but now it is no longer fitting to really be the emblem of our country. So in that instance, you want to dispose of it in a way that is ceremonious and dignified, uh, preferably by burning. And you can also just take it to like uh, American Legion. They'll often take this from you. Or Boy Scouts very often will take this from you. And oftentimes like on Flag Day, June 14th, they will have a ceremony to sort of uh, burn the flags in a dignified way. So that's a way you can sort of dispose of a flag properly. I did not know that. Right? Very interesting. Another fun thing our Disney lovers may know is that on Main Street USA, in most Disneyland's, Basically, there are all these American flags everywhere. But keen Disney observers know that most of those flags only have 45 stars on them. They're not correct current US flags. And there's all these theories about why this is. And one of the most popular is that on Main Street USA, they don't take the flags down every night. They're just permanent. And so because they're not real flags... They don't have to really come down every night
1: oh, because
0: they're not real U.S. flags. There is a real U.S. flag on the train station and at the beginning of Main Street USA, which they do bring up and down. But all the rest of them, all the quote unquote incorrect flags, they just leave up. And so because they're incorrect, that's fine. Oh, very interesting. I don't know if that's correct, though. Another theory that I really like is that Main Street USA is supposed to feel like 1900 right? Like that's the period that we're living in. And 1900 is basically when Utah had just become the 45th state, but before Oklahoma became a state. So in that year, around 1900, there were only 45 states and only 45 stars required for the flag. So on some level, the flags that are over Main Street USA are period accurate, which would be a very Disney thing to do. It could be both things. It could also be both things, yeah. So that is some basic flag etiquette. I love it. And we're back, and now it's time to go deep. Very deep. So today I wanted to talk about the idea of etiquette with friends. Because so often the etiquette that we talk about is sort of a little formal. It's like we're at a dinner party, or it's with your boss, or it's with that stranger at the supermarket. But like close very close friends, like, is the etiquette the same? Is it different? Like, how is it different? Such a great so, question. Topic. Right? Yeah. And I don't know if we're actually going to come to any answers at this. So just fair warning. This will just be a bit of a exploration. But we got a great question that got me thinking on this, which was, quote, Three friends and I started a legacy game back in January. A legacy game is a game that goes on 10 rounds before completing. Sounds like a long game. We break up each round into a game night and we have rotated hosting among the three of us. One of them lives an hour away from the rest of us. Two of us have always treated the others to snacks and dinner, as I think hosts should do. But one of my friends keeps asking us to all chip in for the food when he hosts. We've all been friends for many years now and know each other very well. This friend has a nice job and to my knowledge, he's not hurting for money. Is it rude that he asks us to split the food when he hosts? Is it rude that I'm bothered by this? What should I do? So I thought this was interesting because it's like, yeah, what are the rules of etiquette when you are so close with a friend or a friend group? Like, are they different?
1: I think they are different. One thing I didn't catch on the first read through of this question, out of curiosity, not that it matters, but I wonder if the person who lives the hour away is also the person who wants
0: people to throw oh. in money. Oh. I would say it is possible. Because I don't know why that was thinking. brought up
1: otherwise.
0: Yeah. Why are you throwing that in there? Yeah.
1: And I don't know if that necessarily makes a difference, but maybe there is also some, I feel like a lot of times there's some other underlying issue that isn't being addressed, which is why it really is rubbing a person wrong more.
0: Because like if this friend is making me a drive an hour to their house and is then making me chip in for dinner. Okay. Okay. I can see. I can see how that could be like an extra salt on the wound.
1: I also feel that one of our goals has been to have polite, upfront, open, non-judgmental conversations with our with the people that we're having these events with. So <laughs> I think you could just be like, "Dude, oh, should we all? What are we doing? Are we all chipping in, or are we each buying?" Let's set up what the framework is.
0: Okay. I mean, it sounds like our letter writer wants to be a host and thinks that being a host is what's expected here. So he wants to keep doing that. Right. But yeah, he just is feeling that that's not being reciprocated.
1: I don't know how without having that conversation, you can say that.
0: Yeah. Because you are modeling the behavior that you want your friend to Yeah, you're already doing the nice (laughs) thing, but
1: then now you're starting to feel unappreciated.
0: Right. And so the subtle hint that you have been placing, which is like, oh, no, no. I'll take care of dinner because I'm hosting. Yeah, your friend is not getting it and it's not sinking in, right? So yeah, I guess a polite, value-neutral conversation about this topic, I guess, is required.
1: Yeah, and the only other thing would be to A, stop doing it if it bothers you, or B, Mm. not let it bother you, which it clearly is. So I see no other option.
0: Well, but we all have these friends where we've been friends with them for so long that certain behaviors that you probably would not accept from anybody else You just kind of let go. Be like, Uh, oh, "Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: But this person's not letting it go. I have friends that are like this, but they've always been like that, you know? And I'm like, that's a, You know what I mean? But I also, it doesn't stick
0: with me. But I don't think this is new. I don't think this is new for this particular friend that's not, you know, paying for No,
1: but they're bothered. I I think if you're being bothered, then there needs to be a change made in one way or the other.
0: Yeah. But the broader topic is, Is there a level of formality that is still required, you know, with all friends? Like if I come to your house and we watch Temptation Island, I'm not going to send you a thank you note afterwards. Like I'm probably not going to do that, right?
1: No, but I always, you know- I think with your close friends, you're thanks so much for having me. You sent him a text, had a great time.
0: Uh, yeah. I guess that's the level of formality that's required.
1: Yeah. And we mentioned this on another episode. Once you start keeping score. Yeah. I think it's a flag. Yeah. That, because you shouldn't be keeping score in a friendship.
0: Yeah. A healthy friendship does not allow for scorekeeping. So that's
1: why I think it's time to have a dialogue. If you can't let it go, then it's time yeah. to have a dialogue or make a change because you don't want to be, your friends are not for keeping score. Right. These are for people that you can hang out and watch Temptation Island and just have a good time and then shoot him a text and say, I really appreciate you, that was so fun. And then next time, maybe you go to their house for Temptation Island. or they, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not a place for needing to remember who owed who what. And once that starts happening, you got to yeah,
0: address gotta it. Check yourself. So, oh, all right. So back to this letter writer's questions. Is it rude that he asks us to split the food when he hosts? I guess it's not rude per se. It's just not what everybody is expecting. So I guess that's what we need to clarify.
1: Yeah. And I my guess is that if you're bothered by it, it's not the only thing that the person is doing.
0: Yeah. I think we do want to read between the lines here. There yeah. must be more here. Yes.
1: And I want to mention this not because I'm going to mention it and then okay. we'll see <laughs> because this has come up in two questions All right. where people have said this person has money.
0: Yes. That's true. That somehow is being thrown in as a they have money. So that's not an excuse.
1: And I think that's a dangerous. I'll be like, oh, they, they live great. They I'm paying for this. I live I live less well. You know, sometimes we don't know what's happening with people's money. So that's I feel like sometimes just not a thing to throw into the.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, said another way, when we say, oh, they have money. So that's not an excuse for why they're being cheap. Right. That's one interpretation. The other flip side of that is they have money. So they should be doing X, Y, and Z for me that they should be paying for it. And it's sort of like somehow the money thing is excusing a behavior or is creating some obligation, which also doesn't exist. Like the idea with friendships is just like it's about showing appreciation and showing reciprocation, which is not always about dollar amount. Right. You know, if somebody does something nice for you, like and you bake some cookies, the dollar amounts of these two events don't have to be the same thing. It's just like, oh, you did something very nice for me. I did something very nice for you. Like that is now equal. So it's about sentiment, not about dollars. Yeah. So I I think. Yeah. So the money thing. But yeah, we have had questions that have slipped this in. So this I would say it's a dangerous thing
1: to think about somebody else's money.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, let's put a pin in that because <laughs> we'll definitely make that a deep dive conversation for another day. But uh, yeah, so for you out there at home, I guess uh, a good question to think about, you know, in your relationships. Yeah. Is it always reciprocal? Are you reciprocating? Is there anybody in your life that's sort of carrying more than their fair share of the weight in the relationship? Is there anything you can do about that to correct that?
1: And you're allowed to correct it if you feel like you're putting in more in the relationship. My guess is that you don't feel like it's just money. It's a part of the relationship that you feel. Yeah, this
0: has nothing to do with money. This has to do about not feeling appreciated. Yeah.
1: So if you're not feeling appreciated, I think you want to be in a friendship where you feel appreciated. Right. And that needs to be addressed.
0: Yeah. So uh, I guess everybody has some homework to do. Take stock of your relationships. Reevaluate report back let us know how it goes and make
1: sure your friends feel appreciated you may be doing something that you aren't realize you're doing
0: oh that's good homework for everybody do one nice thing for all of your friends to make them feel appreciated
1: wow people with less friends are going to have easier (laughs) homework
0: okay (laughs) i'm already done (laughs) and now it's time for intermezzo intermezzo so this episode is brought to you by acorn tv and Acorn TV offers world class mysteries, dramas, comedies and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes,
1: and now you see how the title is ironic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also so much is going on in this town. So
1: much is going on. We already we started at a 10. but for multiple months now. So books of the months.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so easy to order. It's super convenient. Their selection is wonderful. And this month I picked The Ministry of Time, which sounds wild. It is about a civil servant who's helping to manage some government program where time travelers from other eras like come to help with something. And then they apparently fall in love. What? So our first question is, quote, Recently, I have been told not once, but twice, for upcoming baby showers or birthdays, that gifts were not necessary. But if I do bring a gift, I must run it first by the couple before coming to the party. I do not have children, so maybe I'm not understanding how children's birthday parties work. I want to be polite and bring a gift. I now feel pressure to go shopping early to make sure I have enough time to contact the couple to get my gift pre-approved. (laughs) Uh, I love that laugh We need it on a uh, ringtone (laughs) I mean I mean Our poor letter writers Once again Our letter writers Are made to feel like They're the ones Doing something wrong No Benefit of the doubt On the parents What Maybe
1: somebody brought A bag of cut glass (laughs) Mixed
0: with lead paint chips
1: Like some really (laughs) violent Video game. Okay. And the kid opened it uh-huh. in front and then was like, I want my video game. You can't take it away from me. And it became okay. that the is whole thing. the only reason I can think of. But then in which case I would just say, no gifts. If you want to give a gift, we're trying to keep our house less digital
0: or. Sure. I mean, parents definitely have certain rules for the types of toys they want their kids to have. Yeah. And I understand so, that. No problem. I think parents that feel that way, I think typically have a registry created uh, and probably broadcast their feelings relatively widely. But yeah, unless you have a history of buying inappropriate gifts for children, I don't (laughs) think that you should be asked to have your gifts pre-authorized.
1: Pre-approved. I mean, I would at that point be like, okay, well, I would, of course, because I'm worried so much. I think I'd be like, I guess I gotta go shopping early. But what I really think our letter writers should do is you know, bring some cupcakes because you want to show up with something because it's a party. Right. They said no gifts. Right. If you want to get a gift, you have to, you know, fill out a form in advance and get it approved by three offices, Uh you know, and it's a kid's party. This kid is not going to use, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's nice if you don't know the kid uh, to ask the parents like, oh, what are they into? Like, are we into dinosaurs or trucks or like, what? what is the current thing? Yeah, of and, course. And get a sense of interests, sure. But I don't
1: think that's what this is.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Obviously, if you just have to ask what's, what the kid's into or say, well, what are they into? And then they answer it. But it seems like you're going to have to go through an approval process.
0: Yeah. But what I find interesting about this question is that this is not just one instance. This is two instances where this poor person has been asked to have their gifts pre-approved. So there is something about our letter writer that is giving off the vibe that she's really into giving inappropriate gifts to children. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this has happened to the same person twice. This is very... Strange. Oh, that's
1: very interesting. The idea that it would only be happening to her.
0: Yes. Yes. It's like, oh, well, you Everybody know Lisa, else can
1: bring their own gift. She
0: gives inappropriate gifts to children. So <laughs> make sure you pre-approve anything that she brings to the party. I
1: really like that version <laughs> of the story.
0: No, I think we just have uh, parents that are control freaks,
1: Which I don't have children, so I can't speak to having any idea what it would be like to try to shield people and having that responsibility. So let me say that up
0: top. Oh, fair. Yes. And there are a lot of gifts that would be inappropriate and that- List can be very long. I mean, some parents aren't into Disney. Some parents don't want books that have anything to do with magic or the occult. Some people definitely don't want video games or don't want like toy cell phones. I mean, it's almost impossible to know where the boundaries are because everybody has very different, you know, ideas and they're welcome to have those ideas for their children. Yeah. So uh, the flip side is there a way, let's say I'm a parent and rightfully so, there are certain things that I don't want my kid to have. Is there a way for me to let all my guests know? What is on that list? Is it just that, oh, here's a registry of things? Is that just the best way?
1: I just, for me to understand something as a person who wants to buy somebody a gift, the explanation helps. So you don't have to buy a gift. If you want to buy a gift, we are being... However, the good wording is for our children's toys, our children's learning. You know, a lot of times they're like books and stuff. We're trying not to whatever it is, digital or violence or. So I understand what the thing is that I'm looking out for.
0: I see. Okay. yeah, I guess that'd be one way.
1: Uh, Because I'm happy to comply, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, most guys are not interested in going out of their way to bring something inappropriate on purpose. Yeah, I'm happy to comply. Just explain it up top. Or maybe you would steer them towards a category. So as opposed to steering you away from something like no violent video games, I would steer my guests towards art supplies. Yeah. Be like, oh, they're really into origami right now. Uh, and, you know, so let's just do that.
1: Yeah. I think that's what we say, you know, this is what my child into. And also we're trying to keep it, you know, creative. And so, you know, they're really into books, you know, or, really or, into yeah, books, art supplies yeah. or. Yeah. Some category.
0: But uh, yeah. Prior authorization. Love it.
1: I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that was a thing, but it's a thing. So, our next question is: quote, "I recently got divorced from my husband while it wasn't an ugly divorce. it's been painful and emotional, of course, for multiple reasons, and all the reasons you can imagine, I did not broadcast this process on social media and honestly only had a phone call to a handful of close friends and family about it. I think it mostly boiled down to not wanting to feel like I had to explain or justify the divorce, and I figure the gossip would spread on its own." "'Yesterday, mutual friends made me "'and dropped off a jar of homemade jam "'with a lovely letter. "'I was delighted until I read "'that they wished myself and my husband well. "'I realized that they do not know that we are divorced. "'My question is, should I call them and let them know "'or leave it alone? "'I do not want to seem upset or ruin the nice gesture, "'nor do I want to have the conversation with them.' Also, what if they find out later and feel perplexed? I'm sort of at a loss on what to do. I
1: think the same way this person does, where I'm like, I don't want them to find out later and feel bad, but I don't want them to feel bad now. Uh, Uh You know what I mean?
0: Okay, so what do we do?
1: I'm really sticking with this... Open, honest conversation.
0: Bring it. Love it. Live it.
1: It alleviates uh, so much because you can say, I told the truth. So I would send them a thank you note Mm -hmm. and say it's absolutely wonderful and say, I hadn't told you because we haven't been talking about it, but so-and-so and and I have recently separated. I love your gift. And I just wanted you to find out, you know, from me, instead of hearing it in the future, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I think that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, when there's a divorce or any sort of major life event, people are looking to you for cues in terms of how they should feel about it. Like, they want to know, like, oh, are you happy about this? Are you devastated? Do you want to talk about it? Do you not want to talk about it? So they're looking to you for that clue for how they're supposed to respond. So I think you want to give them that information with however you respond. So if you want to be like, this is the thing that happened. I don't really want to talk about it. It's not a huge deal, but just FYI. Then I think you'd want to have that sort of uh, flavor in your response. So like, thank you so much for the jam. As you may not know, Chad and I recently divorced, so I won't be sharing this with him, but everything was very civil. Hope to get together with you guys soon. Thanks. You know, I think FYI, we got divorced. A little joke, moving on, not dwell. That kind of gives them the information, but kind of gives you a sense of where you're at with it. That's one way we could go.
1: Yeah. Or a note with no joke. If you feel more, um, <laughs> okay. sen- you know, joke optional. Yeah, Don't if have you to joke. feel more sort of sacred about it, you know, okay. and you because you're not because she's not telling people.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I think she, it's not that she's not telling people, but she's not telling people. Right. Well, that's what I mean. If she's just like, you know, I wanted you to hear it
1: from me, but right, we haven't been talking about it. I really love your present.
0: Yeah. So I think just like however you want them to feel about it is how you would respond. Yeah. But I think you should tell them because it will be weird if they gave a gift to you and your ex-husband and you didn't acknowledge that. I think you can just write it in a
1: thank you note so you don't have to, you can think about how you want to say it.
0: Yeah. Written thank you note is totally fine. Or you could say it over the phone. And I think the way you say it in the phone call will suggest whether or not you want to talk about it further. Right. But yeah, if you really just don't want to talk about it, then written note is totally great. Perfect. So our next question is, Greetings from Portugal. Oh, I love that we have people in Portugal listening to our show. Wonderful. I live in a small town where most people are older. I've only lived here for three years and I understand that people are curious, but when does curiosity become rude? If I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I turn on the light, the next day they'll come to me with a pointed finger. Oh, you were up late at night around 3 a.m. You couldn't sleep? Or if I invite someone to my house, they'll be nagging me the next day trying to get information about who that person was. Or when I got a new car. Oh, is this your new car? Oh, do you have the money for it? I used to say good morning or good night and make small talk, but it is so tiresome to keep having to deal with this nosiness. So now I just say, hello, and I move on. Am I the bad one in this picture? Or is this justifiable? You're from a small town. I am from a
1: small town. I mean, Has anybody seems...
0: noticed that you had Nobody's a... Nobody's <laughs> like, my
1: light, your light was on. Nobody is... Uh... 3
0: a.m. Up late, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, I that mean, I seems think, intimate.
0: That feels like uh, some boundaries are being crossed. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think there's no problem setting boundaries when people want to know what you're doing at 3 a.m. with the light on.
0: Yeah. I think we could shut that down. And I think you can be polite and set boundaries at the same time, which I think is something we may have said before. But I think it's really true. Like you can do those things.
1: Yeah. I always, when it's a boundary that you're just, but there are people that you're going to interact with a lot, but you just need to, you know, this is a boundary you're going to have to set up over and over again because you're breaking a habit that they have. Obviously this is a small town. This is a habit. This yeah. is how everybody interacts. Me personally, I always go oh, ha-ha, you know, I make a little laugh about it mm-hmm. and then, you know, be like, come on. And then you just go about your business.
0: Yeah. I think you just have to like politely demure and move on. Yeah. Yep. If you do the Manners approach, she would tell you that you basically say, thank you so much for your concern. And that's all you say. Yeah. And you just say that. And if they keep asking, then you just say that, but like colder. Right. So thank you so much for your concern. And then. Thank you so much for your concern. Yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) I always like, I I appreciate you caring.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then don't actually answer the question. Yeah, and then that's it. Because it is none of their business. Yeah. And you might get the reputation in town for being a little distant or cold or aloof. And that might just be the price you have to pay for a little sanity and privacy. Yep. So that's our suggestion there.
1: That is our, and I think that's very fair.
0: Very fair. More than fair. You're not
1: in any way the bad person in this picture. You don't need to be telling people what you're doing at 3 a.m. with a light on.
0: Definitely not. No. Although, what were you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So I love that we have listeners in Portugal. So if you're in Portugal or anywhere else in the world and you have questions for us, please send them in. You can send them to us through our website, wereeraisedbywolf.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message, 267-CALL-RBW And now it's time to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent. Vent or Repent! Which is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette experience that we've had this week. Or we can repent for some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So, Leah, would you like to vent or repent? Oh, I'm going to vent, Nick. Oh. (laughs) All right, Leah. What has happened?
1: I would like to say... Normally, I would never, but this felt egregious, so I'm just going to bring it up. I would like to say that I think we actually have the nicest audience, people who listen with us to Were You Raised by Wolves. And yes. I appreciate them so much. For sure. And I appreciate them writing in with their questions. I appreciate when people disagree with us and they want to dialogue. Sure. Um, I appreciate that people keep us on our toes where maybe we
0: should have thought about something differently. Yes, I can certainly recall many instances when I may have... Uh, Yeah, used the hyperbole I am known for, for the sake of humor, and may have missed some nuance that was required. And I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, no, I
0: appreciate people holding me to account, absolutely.
1: However, (laughs) if you want to write in Uh and just take personal shots... yeah and then say you're a huge fan of etiquette. <laughs> right. I think you've missed the entire point.
0: Yeah, you may need to listen to a few more episodes.
1: <laughs> um that's not being polite. That's actually bullying, which is
0: yeah, rude. That yes, bullying is rude. Yes. And
1: I would just like to bring that up. Yeah. In um context of setting personal boundaries and positive reinforcement, because I wouldn't let anybody speak to friends or even people I don't know in a bullish tone. Um, and since we have such amazing listeners, I think uh, we don't want to consider people who just take mean shots at a co-host.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. So I, what Leah is referring to, not very obliquely, is that, uh, I mean, we, we do get, we, we get email. We get a lot of email. Uh, 99.99% of it is like totally lovely. It like super warms your heart and it's like delightful and makes this whole thing worthwhile. We do on occasion do get some messages that include feedback that like you would never say to me to my face at a cocktail party. Well, not like- only would you
1: not say it, you wouldn't <laughs> say it. And then in the same breath, I'm used to negative feedback. I'm a comic. Let me just say that out there. The <laughs> right. things that have been said to me. Sure. But to then say that you're a huge fan Of etiquette.
0: Yeah, that's true. That juxtaposition is a little incongruent. Yeah. Please
1: don't say that you're, and this applies to people in real life too, when they're like, you know what I love? And then they go on to insult you. And you're like, what just happened right now? Right. What? How did you just cover up a major crime uh-huh. by saying that you love etiquette?
0: Yeah, yeah. The preface doesn't really work, yeah.
1: Just don't like me. But you don't need to say, e- because I love etiquette so much.
0: Yes. Don't do yeah. that.
1: I'm not a child.
0: Yeah, I think this is a good point. In the future, I think we maybe want to actually do a whole deep dive about the polite way to give constructive feedback. Because if you have something to say, we definitely want to hear it. Of course. But I think there are good ways to do it and less good ways to do it. Absolutely. And so we want to focus on the good ways to do it.
1: And I think that would be so helpful because across the board, I think, you know, where people need to dialogue. And so giving and and taking feedback is a very important skill.
0: Yes. And what I love about the podcast format is that it is very intimate. And then we are sort of in your brains. And, you know, you do feel like you have license to uh, say things to us. And so we want to hear them, but in a nice way. (laughs)
1: to ask no clearly not i mean it's a it's a podcast about saying things in a nice way <laughs>
0: yes well <laughs> at the end of the day that is what is so jarring is that our whole show is about like being kind and empathetic and respectful <laughs> and so when you do send in like a nasty message to us and it's sort of like oh well you clearly don't get it yeah, uh, what's happening like, yeah it's like it i changed. guess we still have we have work to do our work here is not done <laughs> so for me this week I would like to not vent or repent. I would like to fire a shot across the bow. Oh my goodness. And so I gave a wedding gift more than three months ago. I have not yet received a thank you note. Now I'm patient, happy to wait for it. I do believe the person to which this gift was given does listen to the show, although they might be a few episodes behind. So eventually they will get to this shot across the bow. But uh, just, a, just a warning shot. Just a little flare. I actually visualized you in full regalia <laughs> little, taking little a shot across FYI, the bow. <laughs> that uh, I may have given somebody a wedding gift and I am currently waiting for a thank you note. And you may say, well, maybe they didn't have stationery. Maybe they didn't have stationery. Oh, the gift was customized stationery with their names on it. So they have the stationery. <laughs> shot across the bow. <laughs> so... It is neither event or a repent at this current moment. However, it's about to be event. <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're getting to vent territory. It's a so, prevent. Uh, <laughs> FYI, a prevent. Oh, let's let's prevent the vent.
1: Oh, I love it. It's a prevent. I love it.
0: <laughs> so, Leah, what have we learned?
1: I learned the appropriate way to hang a flag. Okay. Which I think so helpful and good to know.
0: Yes. I think if you're going to have a flag, you should uh, treat it with the respect that it deserves. Yes. And I learned that there are people in the world that require pre-approval for children's <laughs> gifts. Did not know that. It's a thing that is happening in this world. Our world is expanding. I mean, Every day. So thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. i had your address. I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. He absolutely would. I would. I do. He does. So your homework this week, I want you to tell three friends about us. Oh. Think of three people in your world and text them or mention it by phone or DM them. Just let us know we exist. Drop it casually in a conversation. Yeah, just <laughs> drop it cash. Yeah, real cash. So that is your homework. And now, hopefully nobody will ask, were you raised by wolves? We'll see you next time. Bye. All right, Leah, it's time for Cordials (laughs) of Kindness, that part of the show where you make us say nice things, but I don't want to do it. So I'm only going to give you 30 seconds. Ready? I'm ready.
1: So I realized that I only did this on our Patreon episode and I hadn't officially said this in a cordials of kindness, which I'm mortified. I would like to say my extreme gratitude for our uh, doctors and nurses
0: out
1: there who have just been putting themselves out there for all of us. And I am eternally grateful. I would like to say thank you so much. We're so grateful.
0: Oh, that's a good one. And for me, I guess now mine feels so less uh, important. No, all thank yous are wonderful. (laughs) For me, I want to say thank you to Larry, who is my personal trainer. And in these current times, we are currently doing FaceTime training because that's what we're doing. But I want to say thank you to Larry because he had all this extra equipment that he left with his doorman for me. And so I went and I picked up like all these kettlebells and dumbbells from him and he's letting me borrow them. And if you have tried to buy any gym equipment lately, you know, it's all sold out. There is no <laughs> dumbbell or kettlebell in North America. So the fact that he had some extra and lets me borrow it, so nice. So and nice. really appreciate it because I really needed this uh, for my sanity. Like the idea of like uh, keeping moving <laughs> in my little apartment has really made the difference for me. So I cannot thank Larry enough for letting me borrow some gym stuff. I promise to take good care of it and I promise to return it at some point. That's so wonderful. So thank you, Larry.